0: Welcome back to middle school. It's a zoo out there, so just be cool. Don't speak too loud, try to fit in. But if you don't, then you
1: Everyone and welcome to the Outfit Repeaters, an unofficial Lizzie McGuire recap podcast. I'm your host Marissa Cantor, and with me, as always, is Sam Chung.
0: Hello, Marissa. Great to be podcasting about Lizzie McGuire once again. And right off the bat, thank you for joining us today. For those of you who don't know, Marissa has been very, very hard at work these past couple weeks as she is on deadline for her latest novel. And so we are all very blessed to have her on the <laughs> podcast with us today.
1: That is so sarcastic.
0: <laughs> it's only half sarcastic because, you know, some days are, are better than others on deadline, as, you know, any authors will in, in the audience will know.
1: Deadlining is hard. <laughs> Writing is hard. Yeah, some days I go, go, go. Other days I just need a half hour in the fetal position on the couch you know it ebbs and flows
0: (laughs) (laughs) because I asked you earlier this week if you needed a substitute this week and I probably could have found somebody to sub in for you but I'm I'm sure that you're glad that you decided not to hire a substitute because what a crazy episode we have of Lizzie McGuire this week
1: I know it feels like Every podcast we have done so far has been building up to this moment almost in terms of Lizzie and her story and her inability to develop interests that we often comment on. And now she is having a, you know, a crisis.
0: Are you hearkening back to one of my favorite Lizzie McGuire sound clips?
1: Maybe I should develop some interests. Yeah.
0: That was a year ago. That was
1: a year ago.
0: (laughs) Did you know that she's changed so much since then, though? What? (laughs) At least according to Miranda, the figment of her imagination, she's changed a lot.
1: (sighs) We have a lot to dig into in this episode.
0: Yes, we absolutely do. Before we proceed much further, I would just like to say that I watched Wonder Woman 1984, and it was underwhelming. There were many plot holes that I did not understand, and if you have not watched Wonder Woman 1984 already— You can probably skip it.
1: I was happy to skip it always.
0: (laughs) That's just my my gift, my New Year's gift, (laughs) you know, to all the listeners out there. Happy New Year, by the way. We are into 2021 officially. We had a great weekend of watching Anderson Cooper just slowly get more and more inebriated. Um,
1: What a joy that was to witness. Good
0: times. Good times (laughs) all around.
1: It. Truly blew my mind that this is an annual thing and I was learning about it now for the first time
0: I'm surprised that you were learning about it for the first time It didn't surprise me that your parents were learning about it for the first time But you know you are generally on the pulse of pop culture and they've been doing this for a couple years now I know but I'm always
1: you know with my parents for New Year's and we always just defaulted to Dick Clark which became Ryan Seacrest. So basic. So basic and boring. I know. So I just didn't know there were options. I didn't know that there was Andy and Anderson and Don just waiting for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, that's been a, a thing for several years now.
1: And I know a lot more about Anderson Cooper than I would have if I was not home because my mom loves her daytime talk loves Kelly and Ryan, and when Ryan's not around, you know, Andy or Anderson often do sub in.
0: They they have Andy Cohen sub in? Yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't know that.
1: They're both really good friends with Kelly Ripa, so, you know, the whole Clappy thing that became a meme, that's old news. I knew all about (laughs) Clappy. Uh, I did not hear, you know, the inebriated, the sloshed version of Clappy.
0: Have you heard of Google Trends? Yeah. I wonder if there was a rise in Clappy on Google Trends.
1: I work in marketing and advertising. Have I heard of Google Trends?
0: Have you, have you done this already? <laughs> have you looked up Clappy on Google Trends? I have not. I'm very curious. Oh, yeah. a <laughs> Big spike. <laughs> big, big spike for Clappy this week. But there was a big spike, it looks like, early Christmas, probably people, or early December, probably people getting Clappies for their children, and then a big spike this past week. You can assume because of Anderson <laughs> Cooper. So good on Clappy.
1: Good on Anderson. Clappy Monkey, up
0: 500%. <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> His power. <laughs> that Vanderbilt power. Oh, yeah. So that was a joy to to witness.
0: Indeed it was.
1: Um, My content update is less exciting. I mean, it's been slow because, as you have mentioned, I'm on deadline, so that has been coming first. So I haven't been watching as much television as I would like to be, though I am excited that The Bachelor starts this week.
0: Oh, God. How is it already...
1: (laughs) just ended how's this
0: already happening to me again (laughs) and yes i'm 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 pulling a lizzie and making this something that's happening to me (laughs) specifically
1: yeah we wrapped up taisha and matt james is coming through
0: yeah of all the random people that they could have selected you know from outside the world of the bachelor they had to pick the most bachelor adjacent person
1: i know good friends with tyler c and hannah b
0: Okay. Catchings. Why does also yeah? Why does everybody just get a last initial? Like, what is this kindergarten? I don't understand.
1: Well, there were multiple Tylers on Hannah's season, and there were multiple Hannahs on this Colton season. A, this is a
0: major casting issue. <laughs> <laughs> Underreported story, but you know, let's fire those casting people. <laughs>
1: I was calling Lauren Bushnell when she was with Ben Higgins, Lauren B for years because there were like four Laurens on Ben Higgins season. Yeah,
0: that's really, that's unnecessary. And Ben Higgins was
1: Ben H on his season because there were two
0: Bens. There are great people in the world.
1: (laughs) They all have the same name.
0: Who aren't named Tyler or Lauren and incidentally aren't white. So, (laughs) Yeah, I I went there.
1: This is true.
0: What are you going to do, Bachelor Nation? (laughs)
1: come at me actually please don't
0: (laughs) that would probably be pretty scary please don't come after me
1: (laughs) yes after oh man almost 20 years we are getting our first black bachelor
0: yeah when are we going to get an asian bachelor because that's what that's what everybody really wants we all know henry golding could wipe the floor with all these people oh my
1: god it's so true (laughs) You know who we need? We need Nam from The Challenge. Oh my
0: God, Nam from The Challenge. My new favorite reality <laughs> show personality. I didn't even know, I had never seen Ultimate Beastmaker, whatever show he's from originally, but I, I feel compelled to watch it now and I will report back when I've seen Ultimate Beastmaker. Nam is jacked.
1: Nam is beautiful.
0: But And I love how when there's like a moment of, um, you know, just chaos, they'll always pan over to Nam <laughs> and just Who's his just shocked staring in like
1: wide-eyed horror
0: <laughs> For those of you who are unfamiliar with the challenge this season There's a person called Nam This is the first time he's ever done the challenge And he is an Asian man from Germany So he has really thick German accent And he's from this show called I think it's Ultimate Beastmaker I have no idea what that program is about But whatever it is It's required Nam to be extremely fit And extremely ripped and his sense of humor, also, may I just say, he's partnered with Lolo Jones, someone, <laughs> another way, way over the top personality. So it's just a, a a crazy time over at the challenge this season. But I'm into it. It's so fun. Speaking of Olympians, we have an Olympian in this episode of Lizzie McGuire.
1: <laughs> wow, you're just getting so good at these segues.
0: <laughs> they write themselves, honestly.
1: <laughs> we do. Is that our cue to jump in?
0: I think so. I'd love to talk about Kara, who has never been seen before and probably won't be seen again.
1: Never again.
0: <laughs> Kara Gunter. Maybe she's German as well. This is Nam and Lolo's child right here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Perhaps. What a theory. This is her. Cool. So today we are talking about episode 211, Over the Hill. In this episode, Lizzie hears that a friend has made the Olympic diving team and is worried her life is going nowhere. But what career would suit her? This episode aired on July 12th, 2002.
0: They chose the, you know, the very basic synopsis here. The big story here is Lizzie just totally having, I don't know, like a a full-blown full, full blown, uh, crisis. It's not even yes. a quarter-life crisis. It's like an, what, an eighth-life crisis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about the direction of her life, because she has, as she realizes, no interests.
2: Maybe I should develop some
1: interests. Lizzie, Lizzie, Lizzie.
0: Although, I will say, this is the first time we learn about Miranda's interests, so <laughs> just <laughs> a of lot number. of random things happening in this episode.
1: I know. It's, it's the thing we've been saying from day one, how Lizzie is this character who... By making a character who is so relatable and every girl can connect with, she is really nobody. There's nothing that stands out about Lizzie McGuire as an individual. And she is reckoning with that (laughs) in a real way.
0: I did like, and this is so random because they never do this, but I did like Sam McGuire getting in a sick burn on Lizzie. By calling back to an earlier episode And they've done this actually Now that I think about it They've done this I feel like twice In the past three episodes Because Matt made a a reference To the Velcro wall from earlier Because so many of these episodes Seem to happen in a world devoid of time Right Where they just are um, suspended in uh, I don't know Each one is like suspended in its own vial And it doesn't interact with anything That's happened before or since But here Sam McGuire is like you know what, you are wrong. And here's the evidence that I have to back (laughs) that up. And I really appreciated that.
1: I did too. And we will get into that moment specifically when it arises. Yes. But starting from the top, we are at school and Lizzie needs some help naming a nail polish color that she herself created.
0: Is this something that you did as a child? You would mix together different colors of nail polish to create a new color for an hour
1: no <laughs> and they are just gold by the way
0: yeah there's nothing really special about them and Gordo really is the one to point this out he's like can we just call this gold please
1: just gold Gordo
0: I just noticed uh, because we freeze framed on the gold nail polish but Lizzie's still wearing this heart necklace did this we this definitely came from Shironrani correct? <laughs>
1: Did we deduce that? Is that a fact?
0: Who else would give Lizzie McGuire a heart necklace unless she bought it for herself, which would be pretty sad?
1: No, I mean, I have worn a heart necklace.
0: Why would you buy a heart necklace for yourself? A heart necklace is for somebody else to give to a person so that they know that, you know, you have their heart.
1: Or you can buy a heart necklace because you love yourself and you don't need external validation.
0: Does that sound like Lizzie McGuire to you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe, you know, maybe her mom gave her a heart because she loves her.
0: Does Lizzie McGuire seem like the kind of person who would care about a heart necklace from Joe McGuire?
1: It's a pretty necklace. I would wear it.
0: All right. All right. And moving on. Underreported story. It's teacher appreciation day and zero teachers got any appreciation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So true. From there, Gordo wonders if he can make a dictionary translating English to girlish so as much as we thought that Gordo had evolved in season two we're right back to where we started with him too and his like this is a very sexist episode for Gordo a real step back
0: again he needs new friends
1: hate my friends yeah and then Ethan Kraft comes over Again, we're supposed to forget that he has totally friend zoned Lizzie
0: yeah did you did you happen to pull the the production order of these episodes to see where this should have fallen because so much of this happens that feels way out of the timeline
1: yes. so this episode over the hill was production episode two oh seven and just friends was two eighteen.
0: Got it. So this should have happened way, way earlier. Way earlier. How fascinating. And wait, the first episode that we got, what production order was that?
1: Two oh three.
0: Ah, uh, interesting. I I ask because we got that interesting moment later in the episode where Lizzie is imagining her future life with her husband and her husband, spoiler alert, is one David Gordon. I know. We can get into that. What a moment. Later.
1: I know you're really just spoiling this episode <laughs> at the top.
0: I am. Um, I apologize. But yeah, we get Ethan and he's really feeling those gold nails.
1: And of course, as soon as Ethan calls him gold, Lizzie's like, gold. Gold, has there never been a more perfect color? Has there never been a more apt name for this color?
0: Gold. Gold. Gold.
1: To which I say Ethan Craft does not strike me as the type of person to notice and be complimentary toward nail polish.
0: Really? This guy? Ethan Craft? My day is proceeding with fineness.
1: (laughs) Maybe that's a judgment on my end. It definitely is. But that struck me.
0: Yeah. I liked the side eye we immediately got from Kate because she's just lurking.
1: (laughs) I know she comes in out of nowhere. And delivers what I think is my favorite line of the episode.
2: Little Lizzie, so economical. Did you give yourself that haircut too?
1: <laughs> Was there someone like shouting after that?
0: That led right into Kara Gunter
1: oh, being right. carried
0: into the hallway. So people start cheering. So that's what you hear. That's what you're hearing at the end of that. Um, that sick burn from Kate.
1: And then I like how Kate's like, my very good friend, Kara Gunther. She
0: called her her pal. My pal, Kara Gunther. My pal. Won a spot on the Olympic diving team.
1: What? I'm just like, who is this person?
0: The, the people at this school, like what happens at this middle school? <laughs> they, they have documentary film crews coming into the school. They have Olympic athletes
1: Can a child be an Olympic diver?
0: The caliber of student at this public high school is just off the charts.
1: Okay, so, yeah, Kara qualifies. You have to be at least 14 years old is the age minimum to be on the Olympic diving team.
0: Not to be confused with the gymnastics team where you only have to be nine years old. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then this opening scene ultimately culminates... In Lizzie falling into a trash can and breaking a nail Classic Classic Lizzie McGuire Because really, nothing about her has changed
0: Well, we'll get into that
1: So we cut to the theme song And then we are at the McGuire house With Matt and his parents watching a scary movie Matt's really into it Sam is like really into it But Joe is like, okay Matt Just let us know if this is gonna get too scary for you And Matt's like, nah, I'm good. Spoiler alert, Matt is not good. The thing you like causes you pain. Yeah, shout out to the line, he's not the ghost, he's the undead.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Matt seems to really have a handle on it at this point in time. It's not too scary yet.
1: No, but then it goes off the rails.
0: Sam has seen this movie way too many times. He's like mouthing along with the movie. Yeah. Was this supposed to be a Halloween episode?
1: It aired in July, so not intentional. Interesting. So then we cut to Lizzie on the phone with Miranda and Gordo. Lizzie is, of all things, talking about her experience at the dentist and her introduction to a tongue scraper. But she's kind of boring her friends, and they have got to go. They have things to do.
0: Yes, Gordo has to uh, make some flyers for an upcoming documentary that he will be debuting, and Miranda has to go practice for a recital because news oh my god, news flash. News,
1: news, news, news.
0: Miranda plays the violin
1: <laughs> pretty seriously. It, from the sounds of this clip, I mean, she tells Lizzie to wear something classy to the recital because the governor will be there. Like, what?
0: This is craziness. Is the who is the governor? Is it Arnold Schwarzenegger? Is Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> going to be at her recital?
1: Wow! Can we fact check this? I feel like it's a maybe a little early.
0: Uh, it is a little early. In 2002, the governor of California was somebody named Gray Davis. Unfortunately, Arnold Schwarzenegger was not the governor until 2003.
1: Oh, just just a bit too late.
0: Just a bit bit uh just a little bit early.
1: He could have heard Miranda play the violin.
0: That's true. Yeah, I don't even know who Gray Davis is.
1: But yeah, I mean this really comes out of nowhere and you can't just learn to play a violin or any instrument overnight. So we have to suspect that Miranda has been doing this the entire time.
0: Don't worry though, she only aspires to be second chair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean we've seen Miranda the backup singer, we've seen Miranda the actress, but all along she's a musician.
0: We glossed I glossed over this. Gordo's documentary is about the life cycle of the running shoe because that is quote what the people want.
1: <laughs> that sounds dull.
0: Oh, no, it sounds so dull.
1: Is it what the people want? Doubt it. Is it what Gordo
0: wants? <laughs> is it what the people want? Kate, what do you say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Doubt it. Yeah, so the scene shows that Lizzie's friends are busy. They have interests of their own. They have things to accomplish, and Lizzie's got nothing to do.
0: Yeah, but she'll find something.
1: She always does. Back to the movie, it has escalated. Joe is yelling at the TV. Sam is, as Sam already said, mouthing along to the film, and... Matt is just slowly but surely being traumatized to the point where he is hiding under the coffee table. He is sucking his thumb and then just by chance, he is able to reach just out of the frame and grab a random care bear to clutch onto.
0: Yeah. And Joe is like, maybe we should really stop this. She's also a little bit frightened by the movie and that's basically like...
2: Mom, you're disturbing
1: the process. So that continues. Meanwhile, we flip back to Lizzie, who is watching TV in her room. And...
0: Is that news? Since when does Lizzie have a TV in her room? (laughs) News.
1: News. 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 I don't know. I feel like her room is different every time (laughs) we're in it these days. So...
0: Very true. Very true.
1: But she keeps seeing segments on... Like exceptionally accomplished children
0: Yeah there's a young millionaire Unclear how he got that Did you get how he, caught, how he got that money?
1: I did not
0: So just a young millionaire So I, no real talent I guess He could have just been given that by his parents uh, There's a young genius And then a young college graduate
1: He'll get a PhD before I get to zits
0: If that's what he wants to do Maybe he doesn't Maybe he just wants his bachelors And then he's going to be done
1: Yeah, I think the quote was, he'll get a PhD before he gets zits. He'll get a PhD before I get zits.
0: If a girl gets a college degree, should it actually be a bachelorette's degree?
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) Canceled. (laughs) And Back downstairs, Joe thinks that movie was too scary for Matt, but Sam's like, eh, it's fine. I used to watch scary movies when I was his age, but it is not fine. Because later that night, Matt wakes up and he is hearing noises. There is a presence in this house.
0: There is. He ends up getting up, walking into the hallway. He's just so unnerved. And Lizzie is also a little bit restless this this evening. And she hears him out in the hall. And she's going to open the door. And it's almost like a true Freaky Friday moment once again in this hallway.
1: Well... Matt just screams a lot at Lizzie, and Lizzie's kind of like, "Why is this happening to me?"
0: That room is alive with the howling of the undead that it is yeah, he can't go back into his room it's uh it's haunted.
1: yeah, can't do it. Parents come out and they deal with it. Then we cut to a restless Lizzie trying to fall back to sleep, and she has a dream. That takes place in 2036. And 2036
0: looks wild. 2036 looks just like a crazy time. And (laughs) Lizzie and uh, Miranda and Gordo have all aged at very different paces. (laughs) (laughs) Lizzie looks kind of like just middle-aged woman. Miranda's like full gray. She looks kind of like Lily Tomlin. Like present-day Lily Tomlin old. And then Gordo, he looks kind of young still. He still has, you know, uh, you know, brown hair, but he also has, like, a thin mustache. So very different aging processes for these three individuals.
1: Very true. And the future looks bleak for Lizzie McGuire. She is working at a place called Burger Planet, which I would just like to pause for a second and talk about the implicit job shaming that happens in this episode. <laughs> like the worst thing in the world for Lizzie McGuire would be to work at a fast food chain.
0: It's uh it's not great.
1: Not at all. I mean I would expect nothing less from this show.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not a not a good look for the show. It definitely like when I saw that, it made me think there are probably people watching this whose parents may have this job and it would probably just, you know, be a, a little bit of a, a punch to the gut.
1: Yeah, like people got to pay the bills. And the way that it, the implications of this dreamscape is extremely problematic because it defines success in one particular way, in a mainstream way. It Kind of insinuates that people who work at fast food chains are unhappy, that they lacked drive and ambition. It's just wrong.
0: (laughs) I found, well, we can get into this later on when they start picking careers out of the hat, but their take on many professions was a little, was all over the place. Like, if Lizzie actually became a NASCAR driver, she would make a ton of money. You know how many NASCAR drivers there are? There aren't very many. Yeah. (laughs) And the idea that she, because they also pull research scientists out, and that's like a good career. If you're a research scientist, you can make a ton of money. And Miranda's like, why don't you just get a regular job, like doctor or lawyer? Like, what what would be wrong (laughs) if you were a research scientist? I don't understand.
1: Yeah, why is doctor or lawyer the two regular jobs that are also both highly specialized skills,
0: yeah, if anybody should hear this speech, it's probably Sam McGuire. Probably, <laughs> Sam McGuire. Go to work.
1: He was at work.
0: Was he at work?
1: He was at work when um Matt and his friends feng shuied.
0: He was not at work. He was at uh. He was at. He was playing softball.
1: Oh, you're right. He was not at work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was doing uh, the opposite of work.
1: I expected too much.
0: <laughs> you you expected way too much. But yes, I I skipped ahead again. I'm just so ready to skip ahead here.
1: You are. But yes, all's to say that the job shaming was gross. Also, the idea of investment comes up in an interesting way, I thought. All of these big investing words came into play. Yeah. Again, the ability to even invest your money comes from a place of privilege. So that should all be kept in mind.
0: Yeah. I mean, we can debate. I think about whether or not this vision of the future world in 2036 is entirely accurate. I would think that perhaps they would actually not need to have, like if Lizzie was actually working at a fast food restaurant in 2036, she would probably actually have to be very skilled because the only people they would need to work there would be engineers and technicians to uh, maintain the robots that would serve everybody in 2036. But, you know... That's we can we can go down a rabbit hole if, if we if we decide to do that.
1: Yeah, I mean the whole aesthetic of twenty thirty six was kind of like a low budget Xenon.
0: Yeah, it was very Jetsons.
1: Yes, that would be your comparison. You haven't seen Xenon, have you?
0: I have not. <laughs> Similar <laughs> as vibe. I as I mentioned in the introduction to this podcast, I only watched Boomerang cartoons as a <laughs> child. <laughs> Therefore, it is like the Jetsons. Yes.
1: yes. So. While Lizzie is working, she is watching TV on this circular globe type thing. And it's a clip of Miranda performing at Lincoln Center. And Lizzie is very salty about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, if she's salty about that, just wait until Gordo pulls up in a limo with a middle-aged woman.
1: Yes. (laughs) So (laughs) strange.
0: So Gordo has not aged, but he's hanging out with older women. Very, very interesting That
1: was his assistant
0: Oh, that was his assistant? Yes I mean, assistant Sure (laughs) Sure, Gordon Um, But yeah, he's ordered six orders of curly fries As a, how old would he be now? A 55-year-old man? (laughs) (laughs) And
1: He's a famous director He pulls up in a limo Has a driver Has an assistant He really followed his drive and made it big
0: Yeah, he's a famous director Yeah he has a limo, dri- he has someone who drives him around. And Lizzie, when she learns that Gordo is in this limousine, very much overreacts. Very strange reaction <laughs> from somebody working inside of a Gordo? fast food restaurant.
1: David Gordon?
0: She starts hanging out the window.
1: She like presses her face against the car window.
0: Very concerning.
1: What's more concerning is that Gordo does not recognize her at all.
0: Yeah, he has to ask his assistant whether he knows anybody named Lizzie.
1: He was in love with her.
0: (laughs) He may still be.
1: This is all a nightmare, and it wakes Lizzie up, and nobody's getting any sleep in the McGuire house tonight.
0: Yeah, she's going to go run into her parents' bedroom because they need to talk immediately. And surprise, Matt is already there. Yeah. (laughs) He cannot go back into his room. As we mentioned, it is haunted.
1: Yeah, Lizzie is like, we need to talk about the fact that I have no interests and what you're going to do about it. Maybe I should develop some interests. And to which I asked in my notes, did Lizzie just ask her parents what they are going to do about it? (laughs) And if I thought that was it, I was mistaken because that is only the beginning of Lizzie
0: logic. Lizzie is such an entitled brat. Like, figure out your own life. My God. (laughs) Just think about things you've enjoyed doing in your life and then do those things.
1: I know. And also, you are in middle school. It's okay. I'm not sure. We may have talked about this on the podcast. We probably did talk about this before, but this is a very common episode in these types of middle grade shows. The Everybody else seems to know their thing, but what is mine? And I thought that Diary of a Future President did a really great job with this sort of plot line and these questions, and Lizzie McGuire did not.
0: No, it did did not. So Joe is going to take Lizzie downstairs. Sam is also going to go downstairs to assist in this conversation, and Joe is going to make Lizzie some hot chocolate, you know, really try to calm her, relax her, and she just asks Lizzie, hey, what's on your mind? And Lizzie says absolutely nothing. The reason being...
2: You two haven't done anything to help.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so she has nothing going on behind her eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Behind her face. And it's all Joe and Sam's fault.
1: I mean, okay. Just to play devil's advocate for a moment, and I don't agree with Lizzie's reaction here at all, but just just to... Just to add a little bit to this conversation Joe and Sam don't really have anything going on Behind their eyes either So you know Maybe they are part of the problem
0: But to play devil's advocate To your devil's advocate I I see your devil's advocate And I raise you a devil's advocate They have always been the first people To support their children's dreams And their children just lack Motivation so much That even when they find something that they're good at They're like Now I'm done I'm good (laughs) For example I will point to Lizzie's modeling career Matt's band (laughs) Lizzie's rhythmic gymnastics (laughs) They've been there For all of these things And their kids Have been like
1: Nah I know And Sam calls that out
0: He does This is the moment You've been waiting for Good for him I've really been waiting for Yeah This is what This is what I needed From uh, Sam McGuire Should
2: we play this clip?
0: Sure we can play this clip Okay Now, what's on your mind, sweetie?
2: Apparently nothing, and you two haven't done anything to help. What'd we do? It's what you didn't do, Dad. Well, I've been singing Oops, I Did It Again into a hairbrush. People have been going to the Olympics and playing for the governor and Spielberging.
1: Spielberging? Did Gordo do another movie? Because I love that one he did about the running shoes. He is so talented.
2: Not helping. Is this about the Gunther girl, the diver? This is about where was I the day in kindergarten where we all decided what we were going to be and where were you two? Do you remember that rhythmic gymnastics thing you did last year? You rocked and we were behind you a thousand percent. You told us you weren't passionate about it But if you made me stick to it, I might be going to the Olympics, too And thanks for picking right now to start saying rocked dad But honey, we can't force you into being something That's why I'm nothing, Mom. You're fantastic. You're smart. You're talented. You're... Continue. A little insecure right now. Go back to talented, then stop. Listen, when you find out what it is that you want to be, you won't need us to tell you.
0: And you certainly
1: don't need to figure it out tonight. Unless, of course, you'd like to, we're here for you.
2: Mom, Dad, face it. There's already, like, 50 million things that I can never be. I burned my tongue. Now I can never be a food critic. Ah! Ah!
1: Lizzie, Lizzie, Lizzie.
0: Oh, she's so annoying. She's being so whiny right now at her parents for no reason.
1: She's having a crisis and she's dealing with it poorly. Sam is like, yeah, remember rhythmic gymnastics? You rocked, but you didn't want to do it.
0: That's so true.
1: And Lizzie's like, well, you should have made me do it. And they were like, we can't. So deep, deep, deep down, the Maguires are good parents.
0: Uh, I feel like that's up to, that That could be debated. <laughs> Joe gave Matt an illness, never forget.
1: Never forget. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't even want to deal with Matt themselves, so they just bring in his friends.
0: <laughs> I mean, Matt operates on uh, a different plane of reality than, a- than everybody else.
2: Oink, oink, oink. I want your
1: <laughs> <laughs> So yes, the next day, Lanny and Melina arrive. I appreciate that Joe referred to them as the insane playdate posse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, and she's really upset because Sam is not going to be there to support her. He has to go play softball.
1: Yes, with two big guys and Fredo.
0: Yeah, we got a, a reemergence of two big guys.
1: Yes, Melina definitely senses a presence in this house and Lanny backs her up on it, so they're going to go suss it out.
0: Yeah, they're, they're here to help.
1: Meanwhile, Lizzie is now relaying her dream to her friends who are kind of annoyed with her, I would say.
0: With good reason. She's being so annoying.
1: <laughs> they they don't want to be listening to this.
0: I mean, again, both of them need new friends. I hate my, my friends.
1: friends. Lizzie's like... I need a plan. You don't know what it's like to see people pass you by. And she locked them in her room and said, we're not leaving until I have a future.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And this is where we get the sort of flash forward hypothetical future. She picks careers out of a hat. First, she gets a research scientist. And we flash forward to a future where I, is Ethan Kraft the president?
0: It's unclear what roles Ethan Craft and Kate play in this um, flash forward uh, of her potential life, but she's a research scientist, and she has cloned the DNA of the last living bald eagle, therefore ensuring the survival of the species. At this point in time, I believe bald eagles are no longer on the endangered species lists. They are actually increasing in population, so... Big swing and a miss for Lizzie McGuire on this prediction.
1: But good intentions.
0: Good intentions, yes. And Kate, of course, needs the podium for herself. So she is going to knock Lizzie out of the way, thereby knocking the vial of cloned DNA, which, okay, first of all, you can't just have DNA in a vial just waving it around (laughs) like that. I feel like that's something that would need to go into a freezer. (laughs) It would be kind of like taking out the coronavirus vaccine and just waving it around. (laughs) But yeah, she knocks it out of her hand, but don't worry. Lizzie has slowed down. De- she also has the ability to slow down time. Did you know that? She can slow down time so that she can get to the, uh, the place where she needs to be and catch the vial. And then when Ethan sees that, he'll be so turned on, he just picks her up and carries her away to nowhere.
1: And leaves Kate, causing a <laughs> scandal in the White House, because I do believe he's supposed to be the president in this dream sequence.
0: Wow. What a, what a career. What See, a career. why isn't that a good career? What's wrong with that one?
1: I don't know. She probably thinks it's too much work.
0: That's too much work, but being a doctor or a lawyer, which requires, like, decades worth of school, is not.
1: She's complicated.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Next, they pull out NASCAR driver, to which Lizzie says, hey, what? I like the jumpsuits with all the patches.
0: She should join Girl Scouts.
1: She probably did. (laughs) And then quit.
0: That That would not surprise me. Yes.
1: This is when... Miranda says, why can't you just be something normal like a doctor or a lawyer?
0: Who knew Miranda was an Asian parent? (laughs) I can make that joke.
1: (laughs) Lizzie says that blood makes her squirmy and law is so, and she feigns a yawn, to which Gordo replies that, hey, I always said you would be a good actress. And Lizzie's like, people looking at me? No, can't do that.
0: Yeah, plus she can't memorize things, including well-known holiday songs.
1: Right. (laughs) So, yeah, this scene basically goes nowhere. Flipping back to Matt, he and his friends decide that they are going to feng shui the living room to get rid of any negative energy. But they really just trash the living room.
0: This is actually a very big concern um in some regions of the world to the point where my dad was convinced that the local IHOP was cursed because the door was a kitty corner facing the street. Every time somebody tried to, you know, move into that restaurant, whether it was the Pizzeria Uno, whether it was I forget the restaurant that was in there before that, they all failed. And my dad would always be like, it's because of the kitty corner facing the street. And we would all be like, what are you talking about? And he's like, bad feng shui. So, you know, you don't mess with that stuff.
1: You really don't. But they just make a mess. They don't really redecorate or they don't move things around. They just trash the room.
0: They don't really understand the feng shui. No. Um, and Joe is appalled. She is. If you don't put this back, you will all be toast.
1: Yes. They also have made garlic necklaces to... Ward off vampires, so they're just all over the place. And that says we're being overcautious, but there's no arguing with Lanny. Could not imagine that.
0: Then we're gonna cut to a sports bar, and it seems like we are now watching the softball team post game, and Sam and Fredo, the monkey, are eating at the bar together. And what a what a reemergence for Fredo.
1: I know. He's back with a vengeance.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, And Joe's going to call Sam and basically just complain about everything. The garlic necklace. Did you mention the garlic necklace already?
1: I did. We're being overcautious, but there's no arguing with Lanny.
0: Okay, yeah. So garlic necklace. Um, Joe is not having it. She needs Sam to come back and support her right now. Yes,
1: right now.
0: And Sam McGuire is like. Yes.
1: And then back upstairs, we have one last career, and it is stay-at-home mom because someone's got to do it. We get this future reality where Lizzie is dressed up like Joe, where her children are herself and Matt. This
0: was so weird. This was so- <laughs> Why would you be the parent and the child at the same time? I just don't understand. Budget. That you're saying this, you think this was cheaper than getting another actor to <laughs> to play her children.
1: <laughs> I know, it's like special effects or another human to pay.
0: And then her gorgeous husband will come home and plot twist. It's Gordo. Gordo is her gorgeous husband.
1: We've always said that Lizzie and Gordo are a future Sam and Joe.
0: Indeed. And Gordo is actually the one who's like, no. Ah, no. <laughs> He's sick of all this girl talk.
1: Girl talk. Yeah. This isn't girl talk, Gordo. This is a career identity crisis. This is not a gendered conversation. No. Gordon. What a jerk. Yeah. And then finally Lizzie is like, this is so silly. I can't pick my future out of a hat. And Lizzie's arc kind of culminates in this episode with her friend's Being there for her, saying, you know, I may never be a professional musician. And Gordo is supposed to, you know, say, I may never be a director. But he is so confident that he will be, that he just reiterates, yeah, Miranda may never be a professional musician. Lizzie articulates her fear that her friends are changing, but she's staying the same. And she's feeling left behind.
0: This part was the most frustrating because literally... Every other episode, we've said something to the degree of these people never change. And yet here are these people just feeding into each other's delusional fantasies that they are changing individuals.
1: Lizzie, you've changed? No. What are you talking about?
0: No, you literally haven't.
1: You marched right up to Ethan Kraft. You only tripped once this week. You've this changed is, so much.
0: No, this is so annoying. I don't prescribe to this uh, this school of thought.
1: Yeah, it's a bit frustrating. And Lizzie's like, okay, I feel better now, but please tell me if I'm falling behind.
0: No, she, she doesn't just please tell me. She makes them promise to drag her along so she won't get left behind. Like, <laughs> Lizzie, take some responsibility for yourself. Like, don't rely on your friends to, like, Lizzie's always... Looking to you know deflect responsibility To other people but it's like no Just take responsibility for yourself If you're unhappy with something about your situation Then do something to change it You can't rely on other people to make All of your decisions for you What? No I'm just no I've had I'm at my breaking Point
1: Sam you're really heated Right now
0: I'm at my breaking point (laughs) With this child
1: It only took you what episode Is this?
0: Too many (laughs) And I can't do it It's 2021 and I can't take it anymore
1: (laughs) Yeah this year is going to be The 20th anniversary of Lizzie McGuire
0: Well guess what This is the uh, I'm not taking your crap anymore Lizzie McGuire (laughs) Year That is 2021 for me
1: I have had enough And I am not going to take it any longer
0: But of course being the terrible friends That Miranda and Gordo are They're like yeah we'll enable you
1: Of course (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah
1: And then Lizzie says she wants brutal honesty But when Gordo tells her that her hair clips are too big She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa My hair is perfect
0: Clearly she has changed
1: Growth? No Lizzie McGuire?
0: No right. We don't know that No Um, Last scene of the episode Because this episode ended so abruptly But last scene of the episode Here we go Uh, Sam is in the backyard with Lanny, Matt, and Molina. And he's hired some professional ghostbusters, AKA two big dudes, and they're going to do a dance and it's going to culminate in a chest bump that is so powerful (laughs) that the bigger of the two big dudes is going to literally break through the deck in the backyard. Now, Sam paid $20 for these people to pretend to be ghostbusters. And Now they are demanding an additional $20, and he's going to have to fix his deck. Is this worth it so Matt can sleep in his own bedroom again?
1: Yeah, Sam McGuire just incurred probably hundreds of dollars (laughs) in damage to his home
0: Yeah, um, in the
1: name of Matt.
0: Yeah, this is ridiculous, but not as ridiculous as the fact that there is something underneath the deck. What is happening out here?
1: Told you the house is a portal to the dark dimension.
0: There's there's some suspense. You know, there's a little bit of, oh, no, what is it for a little bit? And then it is revealed that it is a litter of puppies, all different breeds. (laughs) (laughs) What?
1: (laughs) Yes, so many puppies.
0: This is very concerning. Why have Sam and Joe McGuire been stashing puppies underneath the deck?
1: An underground puppy mill?
0: This is very, very... Very concerning, and PETA should start investigating this immediately. Sketchy. This is super sketchy.
1: And of course, they ask if they can keep the puppies. Spoiler alert, they cannot.
0: Yeah, but Lizzie realizes that maybe this could be her career, just taking care of dogs.
1: And we will never know what happens to these puppies. We will never know their fate.
0: What? What? <laughs> This episode was so stupid, I there are no words.
1: <laughs> so not a fan.
0: No, this was... Bottom tier. The worst episode we have seen so far.
1: Whoa.
0: And yeah, I, I'm saying it right now, but this episode was...
1: Stupid. stupid. Okay.
0: Why? Do you think it's not the worst episode we've seen so far?
1: I think it's a frustrating episode, only because I feel like it is very similar to an episode that we got before. It's like the follow, I guess it's kind of the follow-up to the Rhythmic Gymnastics episode because the core of the Rhythmic Gymnastics episode was that Lizzie was looking for her thing and now a year later, Lizzie's having a meltdown that she still hasn't found it.
0: No, this was the stupidest episode. Uh, Number one is obviously the events that transpire in this episode. Two is the construction of the episode because the A story is just Lizzie having like a, a crisis for... I guess, what, how long is the A story? Like, 13 out of 21 minutes? Like, they, the A story is propped up on all of these flash-forwards flash to all these pretend realities. There's no substance behind this A story. It's so boring, and it's not even, like, a satisfying boring. It's just a frustrating boring.
1: Yeah, this episode wasn't it. We could have done without it.
0: No, worst episode so far. Big fat fail. Throw it under the deck with the puppies.
1: Wow. <laughs> I didn't realize when we were watching this episode that such anger was going to come out.
0: This is not just anger. This is vitriol. I have a vi- I had a vitriolic response to this episode. Wow. And I didn't realize it until we started talking about it, but I am just very animated. This is 2021, people, and we are not taking this anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> are you okay? Are you good? Are Are we done here? Yeah, I'm done here. Should we talk about the outfits?
0: Sure. Let's see if there's any redeeming qualities um, about this episode in the outfits that we had. So, number one, here's something that I like. Miranda wearing a fish and chips shirt.
1: She's consistently British.
0: and Unless she's American.
1: Her aesthetic is consistently British.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, there's some fish and chips. Now, Gordo, we know that he wears shirts that are too big for him, but this is new Because normally he's wearing a short sleeve button down here. He has a long sleeve button down and he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to roll the sleeves up to the wrists.
1: This shirt is so oversized. (laughs) It is more oversized than I think anything we've seen on him before. Two of his arms could fit into that sleeve.
0: (laughs) That rings true to me. Yeah, no, it's a huge, huge shirt. But maybe huge is just a look because Ethan Craft also looks like his shirt is a little bit too big for him.
1: Yeah. I see some highlights in Ethan Craft's hair.
0: Hey, when your day is proceeding with fineness, you have to look fine.
1: Also, I've noticed that Kate's color palette has changed. It's a lot more neutral this season. Like, it used to be more of, like, a pale pink. Like, it used to be more pastel.
0: And now it's tan. And
1: now it's tan with a... Cheetah print scrunchie.
0: Mm. Let's talk about Kara Gunter because for someone who's repping the Olympics, that does not look like a very patriotic tracksuit.
1: Oh, it's very generic.
0: (laughs) They just ran into the closest marshals and found this tracksuit. Moving forward, uh, Burger Planet Lizzie.
1: Burger Planet Lizzie is wild. I don't even know what to say.
0: So is that a hair elastic in the back or is that a visor for her hair?
1: It's a visor.
0: It kind of her hair kind of looks like, uh you know, uh, a ribbon on a on a present. Yeah. Who knew it's 2036, but they want to have they still have the biggest headsets. I know. <laughs> it's not just some uh, like small Bluetooth piece.
1: It really looks like 1960s, but space.
0: <laughs> it's 1960s, but make it space. Yeah. Here's Miranda. I think Miranda was the one who said that uh, Lizzie made her look like her abuela. And yeah, she's looking real old here.
1: She is some long gray locks. I mean, she rocks it so good for her.
0: Playing the violin just really ages you, I guess.
1: Yeah, the ha- the pressure of classical music. I mean, that's a doggy dog world.
0: Yeah, and then let's talk about uh, Gordo, who, upon closer inspection, I think they actually did color his eyebrows. Yeah. But not his hair. So his eyebrows are gray, but the rest of his hair is still brown.
1: Yeah, he kind of looks like Walt Disney. At yeah.
0: least he's wearing a shirt that fits him. You know what he looks like? He looks like somebody who plays in the Professional Bowling Association.
1: Yeah, or like Zorro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if Zorro was a member of the PBA, <laughs> this would be Gordo right here. And then his assistant, of course, is a uh, very nicely dressed blazer, turtleneck,
1: it's like a 40-year-old woman.
0: the works, yes. Actually, we've talked about Gordo just wearing bowling shirts before. We have. But I don't think we've seen any in season two. That was a very season one look for Gordo. So, you know, he's moved away from it in, in his bring current back, years. But he, yeah, back, in 2036, bring he brings it back.
1: Fashion is a cycle. It comes, it goes. It's in, it's out. It's outy. <laughs> you know, I almost <laughs> made that joke and then refrained. But thank you. Couldn't do I it. I needed that.
0: The softball shirts are back. We've seen these before from the two big dudes. Yes. And uh, also Sam McGuire. Still, for some reason, someone teach Sam McGuire how to put on a baseball cap. <laughs> Why it does he always al- just
1: like sits on the top of his head. He never like pulls it down. Why does he
0: always do this?
1: It <laughs> just makes his head look like <laughs> an egg.
0: <laughs> egg, 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 egg. Put your hat on all the That's way. That's a deep cut. My God. Put it on all the way. All right. Uh. Here's Lizzie in a very shiny shirt.
1: Yeah, it's like a velvet t shirt. It's really <laughs> it's a bold choice.
0: I mean, she needed to dress up to yell at her friends. Yeah. Um, nothing really remarkable about anything that Gordo or Miranda are wearing here. Let's go to the flash forward where Lizzie is a research scientist and here she is looking very scientific indeed. Although why does she have glasses that are so small for her? <laughs> She needs glasses that are a little bit wider for her face.
1: Yeah. You know, all it takes to be a research scientist, Sam, is a white jacket and glasses.
0: That Really? That's it? That's it. Wow, I'm halfway there.
1: And lip liner, apparently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm so close. And you think Ethan is the president here? I do. And what is Kate? First lady. Kate's the first lady? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, what else? Kate's looking real fierce in this red dress.
1: She's evolved. Red and gold
0: Yeah red and gold You know what Ethan loves gold
1: He does and that makes it awfully scandalous When Ethan Kraft picks Lizzie McGuire up In this dreamscape
0: Indeed indeed Let's move on to They don't actually So Lizzie just kind of imagines herself as a NASCAR driver
1: There's like a There's a look though
0: Is there a look as well It
1: pops up on the screen yeah she likes the patches And then it shows her in the orange suit
0: Ah yes you are correct An orange jumpsuit with some patches on it and a very small trophy. Let's talk about stay-at-home mom Lizzie. She looks like Joe. She does look like Joe, but real question, does Gordo look like Sam?
1: We've said before that there is an eerie resemblance.
0: (laughs) But here he is full suit. (laughs) What does Gordo do?
1: I don't know. Whatever Sam does.
0: And he's here bringing her flowers? Yeah. Wow. The
1: suit is also way too big for him.
0: Classic Gordo. Get some clothes that fit you, Gordon. And then last, uh, how 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 do we feel about these Ghostbusters uniforms?
1: They're basic. I've seen better. I've seen worse.
0: Yeah, they went to the cheapest eye party they could find.
1: They have leaf blowers on their backs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a, a good try. Good try. But their boots don't even match, you know? No. Like... Do, do better
1: Do better
0: I think that's what we got for outfits today
1: I think so too So I suppose it's time to talk MVP in this episode
0: Yes, and Marissa, I believe it's your turn to go first Who is your MVP this episode?
1: It's a tough episode because so much of it was just so bad
0: Your behavior, your attitude are just so bad
1: And yes, I I set that up because I am giving my MVP to none other than Sam McGuire.
0: No way. All right. Can I just say right right now, I, I'm also giving my MVP <laughs> to Sam McGuire. I feel like I was leading up to it earlier in this episode, if you couldn't tell. But Marissa, why does Sam McGuire earn the MVP here?
1: Well, besides the fact that there wasn't really a huge pool of characters to choose from, In this episode, I do think that Sam had some genuine good dad moments. He called back to Rhythmic Gymnastics and was like, hey, we're going to support you, but we're not going to force anything on you. When Matt could not sleep at night, he sought out a creative solution. And yeah, there was just a lot of there was a lot of screen time for Sam. We even got... A clip of him alone, which we never get. And I thought it was a great episode for him.
0: Yeah, I I have to second all that. I thought that Sam McGuire, from start to finish, was one of the more enjoyable characters this episode. He, first of all, scarred Matt, which, you know, for Matt, long time coming. But you know what, kid? Like, your behavior is erratic. So for Sam McGuire to finally do something that makes Matt freak out, A plus for that. And then... Yeah, Sam McGuire is not going to just sit by and let Lizzie abuse him like this. (laughs) I really appreciate a good, like... He's like, hey! I appreciate some, you know, fact-based rebuttal. (laughs) And... (laughs) As a five. (laughs) (laughs) And the fact that he, you know, was able to go all the way back into his memories and remember that moment from the Rhythmic Gymnastics episode I just, I applaud that so heavily that Sam McGuire, you are my MVP this episode.
1: Great episode for Sam McGuire. Yeah. Cool. So that was episode 211 Over the Hill, that we are very much over ourselves.
0: Yeah, I feel like I'm more over it than you are.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm just like, eh, I'm not as angry as you are. <laughs> um, it's 2021.
0: All your opinions have to be strong.
1: See, one of my 2021 things is actually to not insert myself into discourse and to have strong opinions, but like you don't need to tweet them.
0: Okay. But you can
1: talk about them on this podcast because that is what this podcast is for.
0: That is what this podcast is for. And Marissa, I feel like now is a good time to announce some big news here at Paginated Media.
1: You're announcing it at the end? How many people do you think actually listen to this whole thing?
0: You know what? The uh, it'll be a good a good little surprise for anybody who's stuck with us this far.
1: <laughs> sure. Yes, Sam has big news yes. on the horizon.
0: Big news coming soon will be a brand new podcast. Myself Ivan Vukovic who has been a guest on this podcast before and is actually going to rejoin us in a couple of weeks. And also, our friend, uh, author Carlin Greenwald, have come together to create a podcast entitled Crowning Around, a podcast where the three of us, regular, everyday peasants, uh, are gonna learn about the royal family through the best resource that we have <laughs> the critically acclaimed Netflix series, The Crown. So, every week we'll, we will be recapping The Crown, providing our takes, our insights. We have none. And also, it's very important to note we know very little about the royal family, and we don't want to know. We're not going to look up and see whether it's historically accurate or not. We're just going to watch the episodes, and we're going to assume that everything that happened in them is factually accurate. Otherwise, why would they have made it? <laughs> and uh, that's coming later this month. So uh, keep an eye out for that. We'll have more specific dates um, as January proceeds, but coming later this January, crowning around, we'll be coming to. Basically, any platform or podcasts are available.
1: I'm so excited for this.
0: Yeah, it's been really fun getting to talk to Ivan and Carlin. Um, We have fun together.
1: (laughs) Aw. Friendships.
0: And also, The Crown is just a wild ride.
1: Great. Well, look forward to crowning around.
0: Yeah, Marissa, when's your podcast coming?
1: Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) We announced it too soon. (laughs) No, it is happening Kelsey and I are both on deadline right now and suffering. But when our books are turned in, we will be watching Younger and we are very excited about it.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah,
1: it's happening. All right. As always, you can follow us. Online at Outfit Repeat Pod on Twitter and email us at Outfit Repeaters Podcast at gmail.com.
0: Yep. Uh, as always, you can go back and listen to any episode of the podcast that we've recorded so far on our website, www.PaginatedMedia.com Outfit Repeaters, or on any platform where podcasts are available.
1: And be sure to tune in next week when we discuss episode 212 Best Dressed for Much Less.
0: And I believe this is an episode that my friend Jermaine Fletcher said he would be joining us for I need to double check with him to make sure he'll still be good to join us But uh, I love talking to Jermaine Jermaine is so fun So I'm very excited to have Jermaine on the podcast next week
1: Cool, and if not, we could always get my mom
0: (laughs) That's true I mean, maybe we could get your mom in at a different point Because I did tell Jermaine that he could do this one
1: My mom loves this episode though
0: this next one yes. that are talking about she
1: talks yeah she has like visceral memories of this episode
0: wow all the time backup plan okay backup plan